Nationalism from 50 Ideas You Really Need to Know Politics by Ben Derbury. A country is not a mere territory. The particular territory is only its foundation. The country is the idea which rises upon that foundation. It is the sentiment of love, the sense of fellowship, which binds together all the sons of that territory. Writing in 1860, Italian politician Giuseppe Mazzini here describes the sense of patriotism, the love of country, that inspired him to become one of the architects of Italian unification. Few would doubt the sincerity of the sentiment expressed by Benzini. At moments of crisis, patriotism can be the mainspring of heroic sacrifice and selfless resistance to oppression. At quieter times, love of one's native land may inspire a deep, lasting sense of community and social cohesion. But setting a high value on one's own country generally means devaluing those of other people. Patriotism's close cousin, nationalism, often demands a fierce devotion that excludes others and may nurture a sense of superiority over them. The national character which nationalism cherishes may be, as the German philosopher Arthur Schopenhauer observed in 1851, only another name for the particular form which the littleness, perversity, and baseness of mankind take in every country. An infantile sickness, the measles of the human race, in Einstein's opinion. Nationalism was the principal cause of two world wars in the 20th century and has recently been deeply implicated in horrendous violence and grotesque ethnic cleansing in places as far apart as Rwanda and the Balkans. Indeed, nationalism has aroused such passions and fury over the last two centuries that it must bear a large share of responsibility for the dire conflict and strife that have scarred the world during those years. The struggle for statehood. Nationalism goes beyond the love of country, the pride in its successes and concern for its well-being. That is the basis of patriotism. More focused and more intellectualized than this simple emotion, nationalism often has a political or ideological component, combining patriotic feeling with an active program for change or recognition. Typically, the central aspiration of such a nationalist program is to win statehood, a new status that implies independence and sovereignty for a community whose members have some grounds for believing that they constitute a nation. Once this primary aim has been achieved, the objectives of nationalism are to promote the nation's well-being and to defend those values and characteristics on which a shared sense of identity and destiny were originally constructed. In pursuing these various goals, nationalists believe that the object of their endeavors, the nation-state, aspirant or realized, has the right to the loyalties of its members above other loyalties and that its interests trump other interests. The genius of a nation. What then is the nation on which nationalists build their hopes and dreams? The long-term survival of a state, doubtless, depends on having a recognized territory with strong borders, but every nationalist would agree with Mazzini that land alone is not the issue. In his Table Talk of 1830, the poet Samuel Taylor is close to the true meaning. I, for one, do not call the sod under my feet my country, but language, religion, laws, government, blood, identity in these makes men of one country. But even this is not enough. It is characteristic of nationalists to believe that their own country is unique, to have a conviction that there is a peculiar character or identity, a genius 
of a nation, as Emerson put it, which is not to be found in the numerical citizens. Common origin and ethnicity, a single language, a shared fund of myths and memories, traditional values and customs, some or all of these factors, historical, geographical, cultural, mystically conspire to form something that is greater than all of them, the distinctive and unique national character. To sense this quality is more a matter of feeling than knowing, more instinct than intellect. Nations do not think, wrote Mark Twain in 1906, they only feel. They get their feelings at second hand through their temperaments, not their brains. The existence of such a mystical quality is by the nature of things hard to disprove. Undoubtedly, however, the grounds that are usually adduced to show that a nation is some kind of coherent and privileged community are extremely shaky. The usual glue of nationhood is ethnicity, supported by a variety of historical, cultural, and other factors. The reality, though, is that ethnic groups have been intermingling for thousands of years and that no present-day population of any size is ethnically homogenous. Even if there were such ethnic groups, the evidence suggests that common ethnicity has rather little to do with community bonding and integration when compared with factors such as shared language and religion. Nationalisms, Liberal versus Authoritarian The origins of nationalism as a modern political phenomenon are necessarily tied to the birth of the nation-state around which its ambitions form. While the manner in which nationalism has expressed itself has been highly variable, reflecting widely different conditions of time and place, from early in its development two quite distinct strains were apparent, one liberal and progressive, the other authoritarian and backward-looking. Deeply patriotic though they were, the founding fathers of the United States shared a nationalist feeling that was essentially liberal and forward-looking. Adopting a universal outlook based on reason, they saw themselves blazing a trail for mankind as a whole in its march towards greater liberty and equality. The vision of the new American nation was a direct inspiration just a few years later. For the nationalism of the French revolutionaries who expressed their universal aspirations in their famous slogan, Liberty, Equality, Fraternity. In both America and France, the formation of the new nation was an act of self-determination willingly undertaken by its members. Partly as a reaction to the excess of the French revolutionaries and the subsequent depredations of Napoleon Bonaparte, the German nationalism that evolved in the first half of the 19th century took on a very different complexion. Romantic and inward-looking, it favored instinct over reason, tradition over progress, authority over freedom. Rejecting universalism and the idea of the brotherhood of nations, this version of nationalism was at once self-absorbed and exclusive, fabricating a national history that emphasized difference and superiority. It was this conception of the nation and the kind of nationalism it inspired that were exploited by the fascist dictators of the 20th century.